Welcome to the Chasing Success Podcast. Chasing Success Podcast. The podcast for anyone looking to achieve success. If you're looking to learn, grow, and impact the world around you without sacrificing happiness, this is the podcast for you. Now, here's your host, Zach Wright. Welcome back to Chasing Success Podcast with your host, Zach Wright. All right, so this year, this season, I'm going to try to bring in a little bit more of my personality to make it more entertaining so you actually take away what I'm trying to deliver to you, which is the educational piece to improve your life, your career, your business, so you can chase success without sacrificing your happiness. That's what it says in the intro, and that's what we want to follow through on whenever we are talking, especially in these solo recordings where it's just me speaking about a specific topic. So with that, let's go ahead and dive into this episode's topic, which is Tiny Habits. Now, if you are not familiar with the book Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg, that's F-O-G-G, then you might not know that this book actually comes from or was before the very popularized book last year, Atomic Habits by James Clear. So if you enjoyed Atomic Habits or you felt like you heard about Atomic Habits and it would be interesting to you, I highly recommend this book as well. Now, we're not just going to focus on the book today, but I think that that's important to call out because Tiny Habits is more data-driven and research-based than Atomic Habits. And James Clear used Tiny Habits to feed into what he wrote about in Atomic Habits. Okay. So the reason that I wanted to talk about this book and what it really helped me to do is because a lot of people will have big goals and we're at the beginning of the year still, it might be February when this comes out, but we're still at the beginning of the year. And so a lot of people are focused on resolutions or creating goals for themselves. And a lot of times whenever people think about the goals that they want to achieve, they become very large and the larger the goal, the more overwhelming it becomes and the larger the goal, the more unobtainable it feels like. So instead of trying hard to achieve these goals, you actually put yourself in avoidance mode or you tell yourself, oh, well, that was a big goal anyway, so I wasn't really going to reach it. And then you kind of downplay the whole thing and you never actually achieve that lifestyle change, that career promotion, that upgrade to your business because you told yourself, oh, well, this goal was just outlandish. I don't know why I thought I could do that. But in reality, when you take a huge goal like that and you break it down into, yes, tiny habits, you're able to make it more obtainable. You're able to make it more achievable for yourself. And now as I'm talking about this, I might be talking about it from a personal standpoint where it's an individual who's trying to reach this goal, but it also applies to your company. If you have this big lofty goal, we call it a strategy, and then we put it into OKRs or objectives and key results or KPIs, whatever the case is. 
if you have that, it could still apply here. You break down those goals into tiny habits to make them more achievable, to make them less overwhelming for your company. Same thing whenever you apply it to your team. Now for me, this is what I do no matter what. I always start with the vision. What is the goal that I'm trying to achieve as a person in this change? And then I also ask myself, why? Why do I wanna make this change? Because if you don't know the reason and you don't know the why, you are not going to achieve this because you don't have anything attached to it, right? But then also ask yourself on the flip side, what are the consequences if I don't achieve this? That is a big thing that most people don't add to whenever they're trying to create a new habit or when they're trying to achieve a goal. Ask yourself, why? Ask yourself the reason. And then ask yourself, what is the consequence if we don't accomplish this, if the team doesn't do this, if I don't make these changes. Now, in some cases, for example, my dad had prostate cancer. I can't remember the exact year that he found out. Luckily, he doesn't have any anymore, and he's been, been living very healthy after. But what he had to do was lose weight to be able to have prostate surgery, right? And so his motivating factor and his reason and why was to lose weight was because he wants to have this surgery to be able to get rid of the cancer inside of him right and so he was motivated he was driven he started working out like he never did before started exercising and he lost the weight that he needed to now in some cases you're not going to have that health motivation right you need to find the why for you Okay, I think I beat that horse enough. Um, but that's the reason that I want to talk about this. So if you're thinking about reading the book Tiny Habits or Atomic Habits, what you want to think about is, are you trying to start a habit? And if that habit is large, okay, what can you do to break that down to the tiniest habit? Now, in the book, he gives great examples of how you can do this. And just to be fully transparent, I might be mixing tiny habits on some of the stories with The Power of Habit, which is a great book as well. And um, so either one of those or both of them would be great if you're trying to make a change in your life. So let's go back to it. Okay, if you're trying to start a habit, find the tiniest thing that you can do that will help you start having that habit added to your routine. For example, whenever you're trying to implement a habit, you have motivation plus ability plus the prompt, and that equals your new behavior. So in Tiny Habits, the, the book puts in a framework that says B equals MAP. So behavior, equals motivation, ability, and prompt. You have to have those three things to create a habit. Now, let's think about if you're brushing your teeth in the morning or at night, that's already a habit that you have in your nightly and morning routine, right? The motivation is a little piece of it. Like, what is the motivation? Well, I don't wanna have cavities. I don't wanna have bad looking teeth. Okay, that's the motivation. 
or my breath smells and I want it to smell better. Whatever the case is, that's your motivation. What is your ability to do those things? Well, I do it in the morning and I do it at night because I do it before I go to work or I do it before I start work or I do it before I work out in the morning, whatever the case is. Your ability is very strong to be able to do this. And then what is the prompt? Well, the prompt could be, okay, well, I'm leaving for work. I need to brush my teeth. Or it could be, well, I'm about to lay down for the night and I need to brush my teeth, right? Now, whenever it comes to creating a new habit, you want to apply it, or the best way to create a habit is you want to apply it to something that already exists in your routine. So let's take the toothbrush or toothbrushing um, example, but add something to it. So let's say that you want to add daily affirmations to your morning, right? Now, rather than just throwing this out of thin air and saying, okay, at 12 o'clock every day, I'm going to do daily affirmations. Instead of doing that, because now you got to create a new prompt to remind you to do that. And let's say that you put it on your calendar in your Outlook or your Google uh, Gmail account, but then on Saturday and Sunday, you don't look at your email. Well, now you've kind of messed up the prompt because two days out of the week, you're not going to be able to do that. So instead of creating a brand new prompt, add it into something that you're already doing. So for example, every morning when I brush my teeth, I'm going to go through daily affirmations in my head. So now your prompt is driven by something that you already do in your routine. You see how that can make it a lot easier to adapt and create a habit? You're adding to something that you've already done in the past, right? So now you wanna reflect on the motivation. What is my motivation to do daily affirmations? Well, maybe you say, I read a study that positive people and positive thinkers live longer than people who are negative, which is actually true. There's a study out there. I can't remember what it is right now, but if I find it, I'll put it in the show notes. But that is true. So if you want to live longer, then daily affirmations to be positive becomes your motivation, right? So motivation plus ability plus prompt. That equals a new behavior, Mixed in with, to make it easier, you add it to a routine that you already have in place, okay? So this is really the sum of the story. If you want to change a behavior, take a huge thing, shrink it down, find the tiniest thing that you can start with, daily affirmations whenever you brush your teeth, the tiniest thing that you can do. Then what you'll find out is as you start to add this routine, you'll start to understand what helps you create new habits. And so from there, you'll also start to hear or you'll start to have these thoughts that, okay, I've done this. Now I want to add to it. Okay, so I do daily affirmations in the morning. Well, now, whenever I brush my teeth at night, I want to reflect on the past 24 hours and think about the thing that I was most grateful for and why, right? So you're adding certain things as you 
slowly begin to adopt tiny habits, to adopt new behaviors, it gives you the ability to gain confidence in what you can add to your plate, in what you want to do, and how you want to do that, and how you can do it to make it successful for you. This is going to be different for everybody, right? So that's what I mean by that. And so the other example that that the guy in the book gives, BJ Fogg, he talks about how he wanted to start working out more. And so he wanted to find something in his routine that could drive him to do more push-ups. And so this was the tiniest thing that he could think of, right? So every time that he uses the bathroom, right? Not to get too graphic, but every time that he uses the bathroom, he is going to do two push-ups right after that bathroom break. Now, depending on how much water he drinks, he's probably going through 10 or whatever. I don't know how many people, how many times people use the bathroom in a day, but you can see how that is so tiny, right? Use the bathroom. Okay, do a push-up, do two push-ups. And what you, what he says in the book is whenever he's going through that process, there's some days where he feels really good. So he doesn't move the goal of two push-ups, but he'll add push-ups to it. So instead of two, he might do 10 on a day that he's feeling great, right? And so there's a few ways that you could look at it is he could add to his goal once he gets very uh, happy with his ability to do two push-ups each time and the behavior is set. Then he could go to five push-ups each each time. But what you want to do is you break it down into the tiniest habit so you can almost, it's almost fail-proof, right? It's something so small that you can just say, okay, well, let me go ahead and knock it out. Because two push-ups literally takes like two seconds probably. So you do two push-ups and you're done with that routine until you use the bathroom again. So I hope, I hope that you're able to see the benefit of tiny habits, like taking a big thing and breaking it down small. And I know that I've done a lot of episodes about this kind of methodology or framework and different types of things. We do it the same with OKRs and companies. We take their strategy or we start with their vision and their mission. We build out a strategy based off that to identify the key objectives of the company. We take those objectives and we create the objective and key result for that year. Then we break down that year into 90-day cycles or quarterly cycles where we're saying, okay, this is our big goal, which is the strategy. And then in the next 365 days, the next year, this is our objective and key result for the entire company that that's going to be kind of our tracker and, and truth, truthful measure. And then we take that down even further to say, okay, in the next three months, 90 days, one quarter, this is what we have to do to accomplish or get closer to that 365 goal. And then ultimately to reaching our strategy which could be two to five years, right? So by being able to do that, you're getting very specific, you're getting granular, and you're finding clarity on exactly what you need to do 
without being overwhelmed because you're focused on that one portion, that one phase that you have to do at that time frame. And then whenever you get that done, you go on to the next habit to build even better. And if you do this constantly and consistently over time, you're going to start being able to do so many things that you've never been able to do before right? This is something I'm speaking about this from personal experience. Like I started with one simple habit, which was, okay, I want to change my diet to eat less fat meat, you know? So I started adding more fish. I started adding more chicken over red meat and things like that. And so by doing that, I was able to change one thing. And then in an addition to those things that I added and changed, I started saying, okay, I want to become more motivated at the gym. I started listening to motivational videos. I started to do these certain things as far as like researching the types of workouts that I could do, the types of foods and meals that I could produce. Then that translated into me completing my undergrad. And then that that transitioned into me being very passionate about business. And then I started breaking off pieces at a time, right? It goes back to that metaphor of how do you eat an elephant? Hopefully you never eat an elephant. I love elephants. My other company's 20 elephants. But besides the point, how do you eat it? You eat it one bite at a time, right? If you try to eat it at the whole, then you probably die. So it's, it's very much that metaphor. Now, the last thing that I want to leave you with is if you fail at trying to create a habit, don't let that be the end, right? You want to treat habits like a recipe, BJ Fogg describes this really great in the book. So I'm going to not do it justice, but read the book and you'll be able to find out how it really sounds. But basically, whenever you're creating a tiny habit and something isn't working for you, don't give up on that thing. Readjust the ingredients if we're going to that metaphor of a recipe, right? Whenever you're let's just say, and I'm not like a huge soup cooker, but like, let's just say that you're cooking soup and let's say it's vegetable soup. So it has all the good stuff, but then it also has some beef in there. So you have the beef, you have the broth, you have the carrots, the peas, the onions, whatever, whatever's involved in that. You taste it and you realize, okay, I need more salt. You add a little bit more salt. You taste it again. You say, I need some more oregano. You add some more oregano. Basically, what I'm getting at with habits and recipes is where you start is not always where you're going to end up. And what I mean by that is if you need a little bit more salt, add a little bit more salt, right? If the daily affirmations isn't working for you on, on brushing your teeth in the morning because you're too tired and you keep forgetting... Well, add a piece to the recipe where on your mirror, you have a sticky note that says daily affirmations while you brush your teeth. So that's like a trigger and a reminder that you look at every single day. Or to add to that, each night before you go to bed, look up or think about what type of daily affirmations are you going to focus on. That way, whenever you wake up, even though you're tired, you're not forgetting about what you said that you were going to do, and then your routine becomes more easy or easier. So 
In summary, take big lofty goals, shrink them down to the tiniest habit where it's almost fail proof. If it doesn't work out right away, treat it like a recipe, add ingredients, take away ingredients, and then make it make sense for you, right? And that's really the gist of it. The last thing I'll leave you with is B equals MAP. B equals M-A-P. Behavior equals motivation, ability, and prompt. If you can do all these things, then you should be able to create a tiny habit that catapults or compounds on each other each time that you do something and you're successful about it. You celebrate that, which is a thing that I missed. You want to celebrate your achievements so it sparks in your mind and gives you the motivation to want to do that. So the the thing that I forgot, which is after each time that you do your behavior, your new behavior, you say you're brushing your teeth, you do an affirmation. Once you finish brushing your teeth, you give yourself a high five or you put your hands up in the sky and you celebrate or you just say, that was great. I really enjoyed that. Celebrate it. And then that is how the habit kicks in. And then you'll want to build more habits on that. I hope that this was helpful. I know that I might have beat a dead horse a couple of times. <laughs> Don't come at me, Peter. But thank you so much for watching. And we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>